How's it going, everybody? Adrian here from the Gaming Observer for Sunday, December the 20th, 2020. How are you doing? I hope you're having an extremely good weekend. Today's show, I don't know if I necessarily have a specific thing that I want to talk about as much as I just want to, you know, hang out, chillax, do a little bit of reflection, maybe, because, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. If you are a PC gamer, and, you know, even if you're a console gamer, it has become so much easier to play games these days than it used to be. Like I was telling you recently, if you're on PC, there's just a whole bunch of games being given away for free. And these aren't bottom-of-the-barrel games in a way that they might have once been. You know, the Epic Game Store gives away top-quality games. Publishers like Ubisoft are giving away top-quality games. Let alone all of the free-to-play games, which are, you know, extremely high-quality. Hopefully not trying to take your money as much as possible, but... You know, if it's a free-to-play game that focuses on cosmetics, that's crazy that we can actually play those games now, consider them high-quality games. It's just become so much more approachable for so many people, and accessible. And then, you know, if you're willing to pop in a few more dollars, I mean, geez, there are so many sales these days. You have things like the Xbox Game Pass now, where you can just have hundreds of games at your fingertips for, you know, admittedly another monthly subscription, which you probably have lots of, but if gaming is one of your key hobbies, then I guess it makes sense to have one of those, right? If it's useful for you. From a selfish perspective, it's been great for me because it actually, like, gives me things to talk about on this show. I probably would shell out the cash for some games if I needed to, but basically my entire life I've been the kind of person who would just save my money for an entire year. Like, my birthday is in July, right? So I would save my money, my birthday money from July, my Christmas money, and then those two things together would go towards buying a couple of games throughout the year. And ever since this whole digital revolution for video games really came through and, you know, publishers started really focusing on this new business model, I haven't needed to pay a full price for a game in, in a very long time. So anyway, all of that was just to say, you know, I'm very happy thinking back to what the business models used to be, which are still around, no doubt, but I guess I just really love that if I want to go to someone who doesn't play a lot of video games, maybe is a bit hesitant to jump in headfirst, they have some really, really easy options. Whereas, you know, if you want to get into any other kind of hobby, usually that comes with an upfront cost. You know, if you want to, if you want to learn how to play an instrument, play piano or guitar, that means you have to go buy one of those things. Or, I guess, you know, rent or something, but either way, it means some kind of commitment. And with video games, it's it's easy. I guess you probably have to buy in with a with a hardware of some kind, so a console or a, or a PC. But usually a household has one of those, I would say. Uh, and if not, you definitely have a phone. And games like Genshin Impact exist. Games like Fortnite exist on the phone. And just to have that in existence, to be able to go to somebody and say, hey, go try this out. You know, when I went to my longtime friend who is a gamer but doesn't play a lot of games, and I said, hey, 15 bucks a month and you can get hundreds of games at your disposal, what an easy sell. And I know you're probably sick of me talking about the Game Pass on this show, but I'm just speaking the truth, you know? Like, I, I promise I'm not a Microsoft shill or anything. They just have a really good deal, and I'm willing to, I'm willing to support that, you know? I want to see more of that. I can't wait until PlayStation has one of those, and then I'm going to talk all about it. So, anyway. I guess today I just want to encourage you to also reflect on how far we've come with gaming, how much positivity we've gotten out of the video games that we're playing, 
and how much easier it is to play those games. Let, you know, forget about cost, even think about things like crossplay, you know, being able to play with your friends across different uh, platforms or cross progression. If you want to play the same game on two different platforms and just pick up where you left off. Think about the free upgrades that people are getting from one generation of consoles to the next. I mean, these are all major, major, really good steps. And obviously, we have a long way to go on a lot of things, but these are the things that make me really happy. All right, one more thing before we go here. I have a brand new idea that I'm bringing to the Gaming Observer, and I'm going to implement it over the Christmas break, and I hope it works out. But it requires you. I need you to do something for me. And hopefully this is fun or exciting. Uh, To put it bluntly, I want to put your voice on this show. So in an effort to make this a little bit more interactive, a little bit more like a radio show, I would really love if you could send me like a 30-second audio clip telling me about the best thing related to video games that happened to you in 2020. And literally, it doesn't have to be fancy. Just pull out your phone, get on the voice memo or on the camera, and send it to me anywhere. It can DM me on Twitter. You can upload it to Google Drive and send me a link through that. If you can email it, info at thegamingobserver.com. And what I want to hear is your name, where you're from, and the thing that made you happiest in gaming in 2020. If you send that to me, I might put it up here on the show, depending on how many uh, responses I get. And in the two weeks or so that I'm going to be gone, I will upload your voice and, you know, respond to it, riff on it. And, you know, if you don't like that prompt, feel free to also just ask me any question that you want, and I'll try and answer it. We'll do a Q&A style. Either way works for me. I'm going to be recording those episodes in the next 48 hours or so, so make sure you do it soon. And I'm going to reiterate it tomorrow as well. All right, folks, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. Yo, yo, it's the TGO After Show. I hope you like that idea that I just had of the of the voice submissions. It's the kind of thing that I wish was easier to do. You know, I, I really wish you could just call in while I was live, and I would have done that in an instant. There's also like, you know, most of the people who listen to this is listening on a smart device, right? A-L-E-X-A. And there's a real opportunity from Amazon's side to implement some kind of feature where you could just talk at the device at any time and send me a message. And then I could take that message and repurpose it, you know, in the future. So if I say something on the show and you just want to respond to it, you could go, you know, hey, send a message to Adrian. And then you just say it. Wouldn't that be so cool? I think that would be awesome. There would be an even cooler feature as if uh, I could just respond to that directly and not necessarily broadcast it to the rest of the audience. Obviously, that would take a lot more work. But anyway, I feel like there's so many features that are just totally missing out on. But nonetheless, this is my attempt to rectify that. And obviously, it's a good opportunity to try it out uh, over the Christmas break. Maybe I can do it again in the future if if people like it. Because the mailbag, you know, I like the mailbag. It's cool. You know, I like everybody sharing their responses in the Discord server. I feel like that's a great way to get inspiration from each other and see everybody's responses and whatnot. But it's still just me cherry-picking the messages and reading them out, right? Like, there is some level of interactivity there, but it's more of like a, I don't know, a community kind of thing, even though you could still DM me your mailbag. Well, anyway, I'm getting off track. The whole point is, I like this idea that you're kind of like calling into the show, you know? So I'm going to try it, and if nobody sends me anything, then that's no problem. I won't be offended. Uh, I'll just do like a some other kind of pre-recorded show for the for the few weeks that are there. But I don't know, I figure... I figure if I was listening to a show like this, I'd like to hear my own voice on it. So again, if you would like to send that, please. 30 seconds, your name, where you're from, 
happiest thing of 2020 or just a question. Either way works. I would love to hear it. Uh, sorry I've been gone the past few days. Uh, Friday and Saturday were pretty tough days for me. And, you know, we're at the time of year now where there's just not a lot of news. I remember, I, I, if, if you've been around long enough, you probably remember that previous holiday seasons have been quite sparse. This will now be my third time going through a Christmas season while recording The Gaming Observer, which is, by the way, so wild to think about that I've been doing this for three Christmases. Oh my goodness. But anyway, I remember struggling at the end of every single year to actually do anything because there's no news. So anyway, let's try and uh, let's try and rectify that this year. Uh, my friends, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll have an ear out for your messages. And until next time, farewell. <laughs>